Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 198. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the party in the podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here, of course, to cover episode, uh, well, I guess what, seven, I think? Seven, eight, something like that. What season, season five. five episode? It's got to be seven. seven. I think is it seven? I think I it's seven. Know. Anyway, we're gonna definitely cover the life and death of Jeremy Bentham. This is our weekend review, where basically we give people a lot of time to stew over, uh, to stew their thoughts. And let them okay. cook and intermingle with one another in our community forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. And of course, uh, we have links to our entire notes for tonight's episode, episode 198, mm-hmm. in the chat room there. And of course, we will be posting that. Um, well, actually, you'll see the notes if you go over to gspn.tv slash forum. Or if you go to weekly, or actually, no, just you'll you'll know where to find them. I think. I trust you. And if you need help finding it, you can always email me feedback at gspn.tv and say, Cliff, where are those notes? And I'll send you right along the right path where to go. Stephanie, we have lots to cover tonight. I know. That's what you said. We have lots to read. And I am very much looking forward to it because there's a lot of stuff, a lot of information that was given in this episode But what I want to do is, of course, start it off with some of the quotes or not quotes, but audio clips that were provided for our from our wonderful friend, Jeff. And uh, Jeff has always done an awful, an awful job, an awfully awesome job. How's that? He's done an awesome job. Oh, gosh. Forget this one. Great. You've done that before. Can we start this over? No, you've done that before where you and I think it was even on the on the lost podcast where you said. You started to say someone was doing an awesome job and said awful. Did I say awful? Oh, great. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, let's just start it off with uh, two audio clips. I think they go back to back in my mind. And I just want to point out something that uh, probably is is everybody probably caught on to it. But I kind of just uh, caught up on this this evening. So here's the first one. Caesar. Yeah. What's up? Find anything? No. Nothing useful. Then what do you just put in your bag? Oh. If you want it, it's yours. We found someone. A man. What? Roxanne was scouting just south of here, and he was just standing in the water. He's wearing a suit. Nobody recognizes him? No, whoever he is, he didn't come with us. And how do we know he isn't one of the ones who disappeared? He's not. And how do you know? Because he wasn't on the plane. What did this man have to say? You can ask him yourself. All right, so you can ask him yourself. And, of course, they did ask John, and here is that questioning. Morning. Hello. Breakfast? We found the tree. They're pretty good. Much obliged. I'm Milana. John. Are those your boats? No. They're already here. There used to be three, but the pilot and some woman took one. Didn't tell anyone, just ran off in the middle of the night. The pilot of the plane that brought you here? Yes, that's right. You have a passenger list? We'll have to talk to Caesar. I think this is the best mango I've ever eaten. Nobody remembers you being on the plane. Well, I don't remember being on it either. What do you remember? I remember a lot. Like, why you're dressed up so nice? No, but I can guess. Please, guess. I think this suit is what they were going to bury me in. Sorry? You asked what I remembered. I remember dying. I remember dying. Now, I didn't play these two clips together to talk about John remembering dying. We've already talked a lot about that in the initial reaction, Stephanie. But do you get the sense that from this opening scene where we see Caesar and Elena showing up and it's it would appear that they're going through the Hydra station. Right. And off in in perhaps even an abandoned one. I, I know my friend or our friend Chris K uh, sent in a last minute email and says, hey, one of the things I wanted to point out is that it looked like they were in the Hydra station and that it was abandoned. And two things. 
Number one, it appears as though Elena and um, I put John in the sh- in the show notes, but Elena and Caesar seem to quote quote unquote maybe know where they are. Mm-hmm. You know that they expected to be where they, I mean they don't seem like freaked out like oh my right. gosh kind of thing right. In there looking for things, seemed to know what he was looking for. No, yes, yeah. almost as though yeah, I he. Thought that. I mean, it's like he didn't just look upon, you know, it, it right. wasn't luck that he found a map and right. and all that stuff. So it kind of they knew where they were. Um, and my suspicion is that they were sent there by Widmore. OK, that would I mean, that would make sense. Does that make sense? It does. So and um, lots of other things going on here. And I don't know if I should bring it up now. Uh, you got to understand one of the things I just want to just admit and confess to everybody right now. I've spent the day kind of reading through a lot of the things in the forums and and online places. So a lot of the stuff that's going through my head is is intermingled with some of the things that I think and I've processed. But a lot of it has come from other people. Some of those things, most of those things are going to be pasted in the show notes for us to read comments back and forth. And so if you hear us read something that I've already said, chances are I got it from them. So I'll I'll just give them the credit right there uh, for that. But anyway, one of the things that to recognize is the fact that the it seems like and I did not catch this until reading these notes. It seems as though the fact that there is this disappearing people disappeared and all of a sudden there were so so in essence we we think and believe that those people disappeared and were kicked back in time to to early dharma days where jin is and the other losties who were bouncing through time mm-hmm. and they had been there for 3 years and so they got kicked back in time but those who did not disappear on the plane landed on the on the separate island the hydra beach island okay or the Hydra Beach Island, the Hydra Island. Right, I knew what you meant. And the plane seemed to land kind of intact. It did. And so, therefore, that would, you put two and two together, building a runway, it's as though this thing was all planned all along. Okay. Does that all make sense? I think so. Okay. I think I'm following you. Okay. So, the plane lands. Mm -hmm. They're on the Hydra Island. It appears that that's the, the... the hatch that they're or in. Or did it land and not be in pieces because it was Lapidus who flew the plane? Well, obviously, Lapidus was fly, uh, flying the plane. He's totally awesome. Right. But, but it would it would make it easier for that to be possible if for some reason there happened to be a runway there. But it didn't really look like a runway because it was right by the beach. There wasn't enough room. Okay. They, I mean, they were right by the water line, weren't they? I don't remember. Because they showed it while John and and Elena were talking when John was standing in the water. Okay. And they showed it behind them, didn't they? I I I don't know. I don't remember at this point. Uh, But anyway, I I just think that there's some interesting tie-ins here. And I'm sure that if if some some folks will call in and, and let us know the full details on that one. So let's move on to our next audio clip and then we have some reading to do. We'll start off with uh, Dave Bauer right after I play this clip here. John, wake up. You had a compound fracture. The doctors here did their best, but I had a specialist flown in to reset your leg properly. It's nice to see you again, John. Do I know you? Yes. I understand you've been confused. Imagine how I feel. I met you when I was 17. Now all these years later, here we are. You look exactly the same. Uh, who are you? My name is Charles Woodmore. Tell me, John, how long has it been for you since we first met? Since you walked into our camp and you spoke to Richard? Four days. <sighs> That's incredible. The camera in the desert, that was yours. Yeah. How did you know I'd be there? Because that's the exit. I was afraid Benjamin might fool you into leaving the island, as he did with me. I was their leader. The others? They're not the others to me, they're my people. We protected the island, peacefully, for more than three decades. But then, I was exiled by him, just as you were. No, Ben wasn't even there when I left. He was already gone. I, I, I wasn't exiled. I chose to leave. Why would you do that, John? You've come to bring them back, the ones who left. No. I understand you're lying to me. I do. But there's something you should know. 
All your friends who left the island, they've been back three years. Three years? They've gone back to their normal lives, and none of them has spoken a word of truth about where they were. I have to bring them back. And I'm going to do everything in my power to help you do that. Why? Why? Why would you help me? Because there's a war coming, John. And if you're not back on the island when that happens, the wrong side is going to win. And... Because that's how you thought that scene should have ended, right? Exactly. It, It should have been that instead. But anyway, so very cool dialogue. Unfortunately... You know, we we thought we had super strong, purposeful, you know, destiny lock back. And in this episode, we just see him get played for the full over and over again. And it's just like back and forth. So I'd like to know, Stephanie, you were ex- all excited about Locke being back and being, you know, this is really awesome. What do you think about this episode when it related to Locke? And seeing him manipulated back and forth between all these people and having... Cl- no clue what to do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I already told you on Wednesday that I was rooting for him not to die. Um, I think that that his confidence and and his leadership is directly tied to the island. Okay. I think that's what I think. So, so because he's away from the island, mm-hmm. he has no confidence, right? Gotcha. I gotcha. No, that makes sense. I like that. I mean, and, but the thing, the question is, so, so it's his destiny to be on the island. Because as soon as, I mean, in the clips that they were showing of us, showing us of him back on the island, he seemed like the John from the other episodes this season. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, there were some holes. There were some gaps that, that in questions that he needs answered. But he he seemed at home and at peace. Right. Whereas off the island, he was very unsure of himself and um, and his task at hand. I think. Gotcha. I yeah, I would agree. And I'm I'm wondering now, was it a mistake for him to leave the island? I know Christian Shepherd told him he must do it, and um, and who else? What, did Richard say something about he had to do it? Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, I would say that maybe his, his, I, I think that he has some real issues with his, with his confidence level, regardless if he's on the island or not, but he's just gullible. He he is. He's very gullible. He, and he's easily manipulated by anybody, Mm -hmm. by anybody. Um, I like, I like that when he feels like he's confident when he feels like he has faith in what he is supposed to be doing he's strong but anytime somebody says something or interjects something that makes him question exactly. whether or not he 100% fully believes he's doing what he's supposed to be doing then he struggles with with that very easily and loses all confidence right yeah I, I kind of struggle with that sometimes myself mm-hmm. personally. And that, maybe that's why I like Locke is because I see him struggling to find his purpose in life and to find this. And, and he's obviously had maybe a little bit more, <coughs> excuse me, more of a hard knock than I have one right after the other. But anyway, this clip obviously sets up Widmore. And, you know, do we believe Ben? Do we believe Widmore? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? I don't is- believe either one of them. Right. I, I honestly, I don't. Well, Dave Bauer started a thread in our forum, and I want to okay. know if you'll just read the after this episode what Dave Bauer thought. Okay, to the bold part? Uh, yeah. To the next audio yep. clip? Okay. After this past episode, I was definitely leaning toward Widmore being the better of the two. <laughs> Other than sending the freighter with mercenaries intent on torching the island... And that's a big other than. He seems to be the one more the one more concerned about the good of the island. Like he said, he hasn't tried to kill Locke or others, at least directly. And it seems more and more possible he orchestrated Flight 815 in order to get the right people on the island. Exactly. And of course, with the whole, we, we kind of touched on 
the fact that I, even I said that I agree completely that I believe that 815 was definitely an orchestrated mm-hmm. event, that it was not um, all put together. And I kind of got that from this audio clip right here. That's three visits now. You may want to step up your game, Mr. Locke, or we're all in serious trouble. What exactly is it that you do for Mr. Widmore, Matthew? You ready to talk about it now, John? You're not really going to pretend you don't remember that I was an orderly in the hospital right after your accident? That I was the one who told you to go on your walkabout? The same walkabout that put you on the plane that crashed on that island? No. I remember. I help people get to where they need to get to, John. That's what I do for Mr. Whitmore. That's what he does for Mr. Whitmore. He helps people get to where they need to go. I have no, really little doubt that... You know, he had something to do with 815 myself. All right. So continuing on with Dave Bauer, he continued. He okay. says, Ben seems to have the one more. Or since- I'll, I'll read it. Okay, go okay. ahead. I just Sorry. mean, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Just to get my voice out there in this episode. Yeah, do that because in a, my, my bronchitis is killing me right All now. Right. So um, I have no sympathy for you because you haven't gone back to the doctor. So. I, I will go back. Okay. Ben seems to be the one more concerned about using the island for his own glorification slash control without regard to whom he kills. He allowed the freighter to blow up, um, well, because he was consumed with revenge for the death of his daughter. He tried to kill Locke earlier. He didn't care what happened to the rest of the passengers on the plane, plus a few more I'm sure I've missed. Even the island, through Christian, told Locke that listening to Ben wasn't such a great idea. And when Ben hears about Christian's instructions to Locke involving um, Eloise, that seems to be the trigger for another kill. It seems that Ben is trying to use Locke's mission in order to get back to the island himself. Exactly. That I agree with. All that being said, what if all of Ben's actions, or many of them, are meant to mislead us? Suppose he really knew that the rest of the flight 316 was going to be okay. Or perhaps there's some really good reason for his killing Locke instead of letting Locke kill himself. Was Locke supposed to die a specific way? Perhaps the same way Christian died? Perhaps Widmore is really the bad guy after all and Ben's just trying to protect the island. In the end, I'm still inclined to believe that Widmore's the better man. Although both seem willing to stop at nothing to get control of the island. Perhaps they're both bad and Locke is meant by the island to make things right. And then there's mention of the impending war. But that's probably best left to another post. Exactly. And then I'll read what Faith responded with. She says, I think the only reason I see Widmore as the better man is because he's a negotiator more than a a passionate killer. I think if Ben could get his way strictly through manipulation, which seems he does most of the time, I don't think he would harm anyone. But Whitmore, for some reason, is better at peaceful manipulation. I do think if Whitmore were forced into it, he still would not kill anyone. He'd hire somebody else to do it for him. I, for example, Kimi and his team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. I and and I'm not saying that face wrong for believing that. I mean, you can believe what you want, but personally, I'm thinking Widmore. If he's a bad guy, <coughs> I think he would kill somebody. I mean, he he seemed like a pretty strong character when John met him when he was only 17 years old, um, and it would seem that you know you have to have a pretty strong character to uh, a, a strong personality to to lead this team and mm-hmm. and some other issues. I I think that I think Woodmore would have somebody killed, I, or I'm sorry, would kill somebody if it came down to it. It's just that on the island, it's just easier to have other people do it for you. Exactly, it is. I think if it came down to it, he would kill someone. But so far, it's just worked out for him to have other people do it for him. Right. I think Ben. Well, Ben's a serial killer. He enjoys <laughs> the. <laughs> a ser- serial killer. He enjoys. The, he he enjoys it. He. I don't know. The way he strangled Locke was just with passion and yeah. There, there's definitely. I, I don't think Ben's a good guy at all. I, I think Ben's got some terribly 
It's a screwed up yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't think Ben's a good I guy. Th- I do believe they're both very interested in the well-being of the island. I think they both have different feelings as to what the best thing for the island is between Ben and Widmore. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like I kind of like what I think Dave was saying and I could have been wrong. I could be wrong here, but I kind of think that Locke is the one who's the best for the island. I think Locke is the chosen one. Right, I as do I. And in that that Ben and Widmore are both bad for the island. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I do agree with with Dave, um, who says that that he thinks Ben is just using. See, it seems that Ben is trying to use Locke's mission in order to get back to the island himself. I yeah. agree with that. You like that? I do. Ken in the chat room says the island wouldn't let John kill himself, so Ben had to do it. I I wonder. Um, I like that theory. But I'm thinking maybe if the island didn't want John killed, that the island would go through yeah. any means possible to keep John from being killed, including Ben killing him. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, it does. I, I think if the didn't island Tom can manipulate try to prove guns, a point to Michael by trying to. I don't remember. Or was he just there and said, you know, test me on this or something? I don't remember. Or just, I think he just showed up after it happened. Tell, tell me what you're talking about. There, There is a scene from, um, I think it's from Meet Kevin Johnson, where, where Tom, they show a flashback of Tom and Michael in New York. And Michael's just tried to commit to kill himself. And um, Tom says something about the island. Is it finished with you? The But yeah. for a second, I thought that, that, Tom proved the point by trying to, but oh, it was after the fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Because, I mean, he tried several times. He did. Michael did. Right. And so, I I don't know. That, that, that's a good theory, Ken, though. Uh, definitely a good theory. Let's go to audio clip number nine where John's talking with Walt. So that's Michael Dawson, son, huh? Yeah. Boy's got to be. I'll give you two some props. Hey, John. Hi, Walt. What happened? I hurt my leg. You don't seem surprised to see me. I've been having dreams about you. You were on the island wearing a suit, and there were people all around you. They wanted to hurt you, John. Good thing they're just dreams. Is my dad, is he back on the island? I haven't talked to him in three years. I figured he must have gone back. Um, last I heard, your dad was on a freighter near the island. So why'd you come to see me? I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Well... I gotta go. It was good seeing you, John. Yeah, take care. I take it you didn't invite him along. Boy's been through enough. That's so for two, Mr. Locke. Maybe I misunderstood, but I thought you had to bring everyone back. I only need to convince one, and if I can do that, the rest will come. And maybe I was mistaken, but I thought you were my driver. All right, Stephanie, what did Just Sue write about this in the forums today or this week? I was so happy to see Walt this week. When he came to visit Hurley last season, I was hoping that wouldn't be the last we'd see of, we'd see of him, and now I'm pretty sure I'm right. Abaddon said that John was 0 for 2 after visiting Walt, which makes me believe that maybe the kid was supposed to return to the island. Since he wasn't on the plane, I think he may go... Okay, I think... I lost my place, I'm sorry. I think he may go the think, way of his father. Just with Widmore's help instead of Ben's. I don't think Walt is going to die like Michael, but I do think that Widmore may track him down, tell him that his father died, and say that Walt must help keep the island safe. Remember, Walt wanted to stay on the island, so maybe he'd be willing to go back. Or Walt will find his own way back to the island because Walt is special like that. I added the emphasis on special. Yes. <laughs> and can show up in places he's not supposed to be. What does everyone think? Right. And then uh, Dave Bauer, uh, speaking of Dave, uh, wrote and says, I really hope that Walt uh, still has a special part to play in the series. I think it would be a big disappointment to to let his character drop off after making such a huge deal about how special he is in seasons one and two. Maybe he'll help... Um, bolstered Locke at some point in the future. 
I hope his appearance was not just to provide some closure for Locke and Walt. Locke decided decided Walt had been through enough and decided not to talk to ask him to come back into the island. Walt gave Locke some parting information from the dreams. Premonitions. Premonitions from the dreams. What? I call them premonitions. Okay. Well, anyway, Walt. You read it correctly. Okay. Uh, let's see. It's possible we'll never see Walt again, but that would be a tragedy. I totally agree. I, I, I think now they have given us the ability through time travel to have Walt play a more critical role in this show again. Right. Uh, it's definitely possible and did you notice um in the conversation with with john and walt um he asks about his dad and he said i haven't talked to him in three years um john says the last i heard he was on a freighter for john that was four days ago yeah Yeah. absolutely so absolutely anyway that's just very interesting stuff and if you want to contribute to that conversation uh there's a link to that in our show notes and uh, we encourage you to take any of these conversations and continue them on with the folks in our community forum. Uh, next, we have a phone call from Wayne Henderson, and here's what Wayne had to say. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, it's so good to be talking to the GSPN.TV voicemail. This is Wayne Henderson from the VoiceOver Journey podcast, calling about Lost. A really good episode last night, and I think... The main reason why Damon and Carlton thought it made more sense to switch around the order and show last night's episode, the Jeremy Bentham episode, after 316, was, I think, mostly due to the fact that we see um, Caesar and Alana and then the plane in the trees where it landed. And I think that would have taken out a lot of the mystery if they would have showed this episode first, because when we were watching 316 and trying to break it down, we're all trying to decide, okay, who is this new guy? He's obviously going to mean something. Little did we know he is Cesar, the Lost Whisperer, and then we've got Alana, I believe, is the other name. So I think that was the main reason behind that, and just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, and Ben, as far as why he, oh, he saves John Locke's life, he keeps him from committing suicide, but something about Eloise Hawking instantly made him snap, and like you said, I think it was more of a reaction, not premeditated. And it seemed like Eloise Hawking, like he knows who she is and what she does, but he had no idea that John Locke was involved with her or going to be. So he had to stop that so he could be the one in touch with Eloise Hawking. Just a thought. You guys have a great podcast, great day, and we'll talk to you later. John? John? John, what are you doing? Wait, please. John, stop. How did you find me? I have a man watching Saeed. I'm watching all of them, keeping them safe. When you turned up, he called me. What what are you doing here? John, just calm down. What do you want from me? Please, let me Answer the question! I'm trying to protect you. Protect me. You shot him. You killed Abaddon. Yes. Yes, I did. But it was only a matter of time before he tried to kill you. I was just trying to get to you, but you drove off and crashed. Why? Why would he was working for Charles Widmore? He's extremely dangerous. No! Widmore came to me. He saved me. No, Johnny used you. He waited till you showed up so that you could help him get to the island. Charles Widmore is the reason I moved the island. So that he could never find it again. To keep him away so that you could lead. You can't do this. If anything happens to you, John, you have no idea how important you are. Let me help you. There is no helping me. I'm a failure. No, John, you're not. I am. I couldn't get any of them. I couldn't get a single one of them to come back with me. I can't lead anyone. Jack booked a ticket. What? A plane ticket from Los Angeles to Sydney tonight. Return trip first thing in the morning. Whatever you said to him, John, it worked. And if you got Jack, you can get the rest of them. You can't die. You've got too much work to do. We've got to get you back to that island so that you can do it. Please, John. Come on, come down. I know we can do this, John. You haven't even been to Sun yet. Let's start with her. No, I promised Jin that I wouldn't bring her back. Jin is alive? Yeah, yeah, but he didn't want her to know. He he wanted me to tell her that that his body 
washed up on the beach. He gave me his wedding ring to prove it. All right. Promise is a promise. Thank you. You're welcome. Come on. I know we can do this. Once we can get them all in the same place, I don't know where we go from there, but we'll figure something out. I know where we go. There's a woman here in Los Angeles. A woman? Yeah. I don't know exactly where, but she shouldn't be that hard to find. Her name is Eloise Hawking. Eloise Hawking. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why? Do you know her? Yes, John. I know her. I'll miss you, John. I really will. I really will. I don't believe that. <clears throat> so, Wayne, thank you very much for your phone call, by the way. And uh, I think I agree with you. The, the, the one thing Wayne said real quickly, Steph, he, he called Caesar the lost whisperer. He did. Do you know what that means? Nope. Not I've seen that term. I've heard that term. I'd love if somebody could tell me. Maybe is it re, is that kind of a cultural res, reference to this thing called the ghost whisperer? And is Ghost Whisperer like the name of a TV show or a movie or something? Ghost Whisperer is the name of a television show. Is So is that what it is? I don't know. So um, horse. Okay. So now they're saying horse whisperer. So dog whisperer. <laughs> anyway, um, t- somebody, if somebody call in, uh, tell us what, what they're saying in the chat room. They're saying dog whisperer Caesar. Is it um, Milan? Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. So if somebody wants to call in and explain that. It seems that every single person in the uh, in the chat room knows exactly what this is all about. But yeah. uh, I'm I'm so confused. But us just being like Jeremy, the people that we are, who you know, we don't know. We Nana. don't know. That's all right. We'll move right along and uh, talk about. Let's see here. Caesar in the hatch with John Locke. In uh, this. Oh, by the way, this is talking about that plane or where they disappeared. This is. When I went back and heard this once again, this is when it popped in my mind. It's like, oh, okay. So the plane did land safely, and they are in what appears to be normal, what we're used to time, post-Dharma or post-the Losties leaving the island kind of deal. And the people who disappeared, uh, when they disappeared, they actually went back in time is my thought. So... Here, here is the audio clip that kind of uh, was the eye-opener. That symbol belongs to an organization called the Dharma Initiative. They were conducting some experiments here a while back. How do you know that? I spent more than 100 days on this island. I know a lot. 100 days? So when we crash, you were already here? No, no. I, uh, I left. How long ago did you leave? Uh, the timing would just confuse you. Well, how did you get back? To be honest, that part's a bit of a mystery to me. Okay, John Locke, I have a mystery too. Maybe you can help me with it. I'm happy to try. On the plane, I was sitting across the aisle from that really big guy with curly hair. When the plane started shaking, really shaking, it was a big noise and a bright light. And this really big guy with curly hair was gone, man. I mean, literally gone. And it wasn't only him. Some of us saw it happen to other people too. So Mr. John Locke, do you have an idea about what happened? I think I might know how I came to be here. But that would involve me finding my friends. Do you have a, a, a passenger list? No. The pilot took it when he went off. And everyone's accounted for? All the people? Uh, other than the, the ones who disappeared? Yeah, yeah, except for the people who got hurt. The people who got hurt? All right. So, Stephanie, that's mm-hmm. where I was talking about. And even the fact that he says the time thing might really confuse you. So is that meant to be as like a little nod or a little hint that, you know, there might have even been a time issue in this disappearance of of the people from the plane. So I think so. Anyway, now we are we're finished with all the audio clips, but we're definitely not finished with the conversation that's been taking place in the GSPN.TV community. And so, Stephanie, you're going to start us off with uh, all of Sue's so many questions. Okay, so is Woodmore the one who orchestrated 815's passenger list, and if so, why? If he did, if he did it, would explain why he knew to put the fake plane in the ocean because he knew where the real plane landed. But then, why did he send those mercenaries to kill anyone they came in contact with except Ben? Why did Kimi talk about torching the island? 
Why send people like that along with a small team of scientists? What was his plan for the 815 group in the first place? Was he trying to remove a group of murderers, thieves, thugs, and random scumbags from polite society by using the island as his garbage dump? I wonder if Abaddon had some special psychic ability that allowed him to see how events events would play out. For example, how would he know that recommending a walkabout would result in John ending up on that exact flight at that exact time? He also knew uh, he also knew that he would see John again. Did Ben snap and kill John? Can I or, before okay, before yeah. you read that, I'd like to just comment on the how did he know to um do the walkabout? <clears throat> to suggest the walkabout and stuff like that, and that would get him there. If, in my opinion, I I'd like to say that the the TV show Lost is, and this is just now coming to my mind as I'm speaking. This is a everything we see is a chess game between Ben and Widmore. And when you think about when They're you think pawns. well, yeah, our Losties, all of them are pawns. And the if if now I don't play chess, but one of the things I understand about chess is that when you make a move, your the intention is not to just think about the move you're making, but how that move is going to set you up for the next move that'll set you up for the next move, which will ultimately end up winning you the game. Right. So, in my opinion, that it's it may not be that Abaddon had the ability to see the future and and know that this is going to do it, but they had an end game. Okay. The end game here is that we want Locke in in Sydney. The now, how can we get him there? We know enough about Locke that we could probably talk him into a walkabout to to well, uncover his destiny, and that all the materials that he had from walk about this walkabout were coincidentally placed for him to uncover. You know, I don't think it was I don't think it was by chance that Locke chose the company he chose to do the walkabout. I think that that was all orchestrated and, and well, carefully thought out. And, and they led him down that path. Mm-hmm. OK. OK. That's it. Well, because I, I see the wheels turning. I know. If Ben is back on the island and he has a file on everybody who crashed on the island and Widmore's the one who put them there, then why wouldn't he have a file knowing everything about them? Knowing that John sits in his meaningless job at this meaningless box company, you know, totally obsessed with role-playing games and... I. I I don't think that that Abaddon is psychic, but I think that they have watched these people. Yes. They know these people. Yes. And then from there, everything is perfectly orchestrated to make them choose in the way, the way in which they want them to choose. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I would agree with that. And, and, and you're reminding me of the fact that they knew so much about so many different people. It's almost as though maybe Ben and Widmore are sharing the same database. Kind of, yeah. You know, it's like, I know exactly who you are, Charlotte. But of course, that's because Charlotte was there as a child, and so has Ben at that time. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. I, I love this show. Did Ben snap and kill Locke because he realized Eloise was working with Widmore to find the island for him? It was so reminiscent of the time when Ben shot Locke in the back because he realized he had heard Jacob's voice. At first, I thought I was jealous. He was jealous of Locke meeting Eloise, but now I'm thinking he might have just. It might have been because Widmore had told Locke to find her. I'm glad Locke's alive, and it wasn't just a trick with a paralyzing spider. Uh, now Jack's reaction to his obituary makes so much more sense, as does his comment to the mortician that he was neither a friend nor family to John. He must have felt as though he drove John to suicide. Which he did, because he said, is not my fault? Yes. Walt's part is intriguing. He once, he once warned Locke not to go down the hatch. 
Now he's warning him about the danger of the people he's with. I hope Locke remembers this because it's hard to watch him getting suckered by everyone he meets. Just once, I'd like to see him get the upper hand on someone. I agree. And that was just I'm, Sue. I'm ready for him to get the... The upper hand? Yeah. Carl, Carl, Carol responded. Poor Carol. I know, Carol. I'm sorry. Will you read what Carol said mm-hmm. while I cough over here? Great title for this thread. I am more confused than ever after this episode. I was totally shocked Abaddon was shot and killed. He totally seemed like someone that wasn't going to die. And if he had some psychic ability that enabled him to know all these things about other people, how did Abaddon not know he himself was going to die? And then Ben saved Locke from committing suicide only to kill him himself moments later. I agree it was like the time Ben shot him in the back. And why is John... With the new Losties and the Oceanic Six are somewhere else on the island. Lastly, wasn't it weird how at the end it seemed like it was supposed to be very suspenseful when Caesar brought Locke to where the injured injured passengers were and we discover that Ben is there? But was anyone surprised by that? That was at least one thing this episode... So that was... That was at least one thing this episode that I expected and got right. I thought it was actually a bit of a letdown at the end of the episode. I didn't think it was surprising or suspenseful. I would have to agree with that that statement. The only thing that was that was suspenseful uh, in that scene was the was music. The music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, not my favorite episode, but I still totally enjoyed it. Carol. Okay. Chrissy continued on in this conversation. She says, I don't think that Locke, Ben... Locke, Ben, and the new Losties are in the same time as Jack, Kate, and Hurley. This is where I actually got mm-hmm. this. So this, I, all credit of everything I've said so far goes to Chrissy, who opened my eyes to this. Uh, anyway, because they are using that Dharma station, which I think might be the Hydra, which looks very abandoned. And if Jack, are, Jack etc., are in a time when Dharma is active because Jin is working for them, then it looks like they're in a different time, which makes perfect I, sense Yeah, now. I agree with her. I was thinking about that yesterday when I was trying to piece together the, the episode when I was making copies at the kids' school. I, I thought that... So I, I agree with Chrissy. I think that they are in... Definitely in different time yeah. zones. Time, time zones. zones. <laughs> nice. Time periods. How's that? Yeah. All right, that, Jeff... That's a pretty big time zone. Jeff Gentry wrote, question one, if John, who was dead, appeared out of the water alive and healed of his broken leg, the exact same thing happened to Christian, or did the same exact thing happen to Christian Shepherd? It would make sense since the missing pieces are, we are, since the missing pieces we see Christian sending Vincent the dog to wake him up. Uh, to get work, to get to to wake up Jack and to get him to work, and we see Christian leading Jack later on in the season. Question two: Woodmore said he led the island for thirty years before Ben tricked him into pushing the FDW and forcing him out. So Woodmore was leader when the purge happened and approved of it, or did Richard go behind Woodmore's back because the island ordered him to? Interesting stuff. Geronimo Geronimo Jackson in our form. That's right. Geronimo Jackson, the entire band, yes. is uh, definitely members of the form here. Anyway, Geronimo Jackson writes, I think Ben killed Locke once he got the information out of him about how to get back to the island. He was not able to kill him on the island, but maybe he thought if he killed him off the island, he would be able to resume his leadership of the others once he got back. It is entirely possible he had no idea Locke would be alive again once they returned to the island. Stephanie, Faith wrote... Well, hold on. About okay. that, I just don't understand. The only part the only part of the episode that makes me question Geronimo, that's who wrote this, right? Yes. Is Ben being so... I mean, when he was killing John, did he know that he'd have to get his body back to the island? Or is mm. that something that he found out later? I think he must have known at this point that everybody needed to go back. Okay. And um, he obviously didn't get to stay over after class with Mrs. Hawking to know it all had to be the same. 
and stuff. Maybe I don't know uh, because he obviously hadn't talked to Mrs. Hawking at Miss Hawking right. at this point. But anyway, I don't know. I, I would think he had to know that people had to go back because he's been following a- uh, Abaddon and and Locke around trying to and and even to, uh, when he met with Saeed. So he knew that he was trying to convince people to do something. Right. So okay. I, so I think he okay. knew that Locke would need to go back. Okay. Because he was just a little too protective over Locke's corpse to, you know, a couple episodes ago. That right. it really doesn't make sense that that then in in uh, the life and death of Jeremy Bentham that we see Ben strangle him. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm okay. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, well, maybe... Maybe Ben knows that somebody has to go back dead and this is how he's going to do it I, and and stuff like some other people had alluded to. The one thing that gets me just now as I'm thinking about this as we're, we're it just like popped into my head is is that I remember the episode when we saw Otherville for the very first time and and we saw the plane crash, you know, Juliet was having the book club and all that stuff. And and then all of a sudden they see the the plane crash and break apart above, you know, above the island. Mm-hmm. And it seemed, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously they jumped into action and, you know, it's like everybody to your battle stations. I mean, it's as if it's not like they weren't unprepared for something to occur, but it's, it's almost as though it did catch them off guard though. So it's not like they were waiting for flight 815 to show up right then and right there. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Anyway. So let's move on with, uh, did we read faith? We're on faith now. I definitely think Ben intended on killing Locke no matter what. Uh, when he got the information he needed, Locke would no longer be useful. But I think that he, but I do think he snapped a little when he heard Eloise's name. I'm thinking that she wasn't part of the information he thought he'd get from Locke. I agree with Chrissy about the time difference. Locke and the other Losties are definitely in present day, whatever present day is on the island, and the lost and the ones who flashed off the plane are in the past. Walt was very intriguing. It, I was happy to see him and I hope that to see more of him. I am doubting John will realize Walt's words were important until too late, uh, but at least he'll realize that they were important. Also, did anyone catch Abaddon told John that he was zero for two after visiting Walt? Does this mean Walt was supposed to come back to the island as well? You would think a man like Abaddon would know these things. Stephanie. Carol wrote. I had to move back. Sorry. Mm-hmm. On a different thing. Um, Abaddon told John he was over to after visiting Walt. Yeah, I also thought that seemed to mean that Walt was supposed to go back. Yet that's like the first we're hearing of it, isn't it? I was very surprised by that. And then just Sue wrote again, I love the idea that Christian Shepherd was resurrected, especially since Locke was wearing Christian shoes. That, let's see, there's that foot theme again. The only problem, uh, the only problem with, with, with this, this is that Christian has been appearing in places that a living Christian shouldn't have been able to get in and out of, like the freighter with Michael right after the explosion and right underground chamber with the frozen donkey wheel just at the right time to instruct Locke. The only thing I can say about that is by location. Right. We talked about that when Shannon saw Dripping Wet Walt. Right. Dripping Wet Walt. Yes. I got that one right. So by location is my answer to that. Okay. And even the question that Mrs. Clue asked, Michael, have you ever seen Walt appear in places he wasn't supposed to be? Like other places, you know. Exactly. So very good. That would answer that. Uh, we know Ben was the leader. This is still just Sue. We know Ben was the leader after the purge because Richard was asking him what he wanted done. He kind of looked like it was his first day on the job. However, he also told Hurley that he wasn't the only one who ordered the purge. When Hurley said he thought Ben was the leader, Ben said something like, not always. That would imply if you can believe Ben about this, that Widmore had given the orders for the purge. So maybe Widmore moved the island immediately after the purge, and that's when Ben took over. Here's a thought. If Sawyer, Jin, and the rest ended up working for slash with Dharma, maybe Widmore was concerned that Dharma would win the war this time around and there would be no purge. 
I know they can't change history, but they also said exiled people can't return to the island, and we've seen that rule broken. I, I sure wish Locke had asked Widmore a lot more about the island and its history and about Richard. Christian never tells him enough because he's always hurrying him. But Widmore was just sitting there, and there was plenty of time to pump him for information. Gotcha. Mark Grace uh, wrote, and let's see here. Oh, okay, this is a whole new thread at this point. So who have we seen exiled that's come back now? Just uh, Ben. Ben. Well, it, it, well, Ben is the one who said once you once, once you, leave you leave the island, you, you never come back. Right. And obviously, uh, Ben's now back. Locke is back, and so is everybody okay. who's you know. Uh, well, Michael got close. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Pretty much everybody. Well, <laughs> almost no, almost everyone. The word exiled is banished. Banished. Yeah. So. You know, um, the Oceanic Six weren't banished. They left of their own accord. Right. Um, John Locke left of his own will. Yeah, but Ben did say that he would not be able to go back if he left. Okay, so maybe that's why he was injured. That's in right. The, so, so you think he might be dead? He might die? I don't know. I don't think the producers would kill him. Yeah, he's too valuable for the show. Yeah. All righty. So moving on to another thing, why Ben killed John rather than... He might die in season six, episode 16, but I don't think he'll die before then. There you go. Why Ben killed John rather than let him commit suicide? Mark Grace gives two options that he can think of. Uh, Ben didn't want... (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Ben didn't want Locke to kill himself until he heard what he needed to hear. Um, One... Okay, one that Locke needed to see... Uh, Miss Hawking, and secondly, that Jen survived and he had proof which would guarantee Sun to go back to the island. Ben is the master manipulator. Um, option two, in order for John to be the perfect proxy, he couldn't commit suicide because Christian Shepherd didn't commit suicide. Therefore, John needed to be murdered. I, you know, I that one makes sense to me. That one does make sense. But it did seem like it was it was. Oh, kind and of then a, and then um um he puts in here option one is better. Yeah, Chrissy shared her thoughts uh right after the episode, and she put Stephanie's favorite quote WTF. <laughs> anyway, uh, she says that was my first thought after seeing the opening scene. I thought that Caesar and Elena were uh, knew each other previously to fight flight three sixteen. The then turns out that they are on the island and Locke is alive. From there, I knew it. Uh, oh, from there, I knew it was going to be a pretty awesome episode. They are totally on the Hydra Island, where Sun and where are Sun and Saeed? I mean, they could be with the new Losties, but I doubt it. I, but I doubt it because they would have shown them recognizing John, or they could have. They could be in Jack's time. We just, let's see, we just didn't see them last episode. Or they are in another time altogether. Who is the woman that ran off with Frank and the manifest on one of the outriggers? Um, Actually, maybe it was Sun. Also, I think some of the new Losties follow them on another outrigger and they end up at the 815 camp. Then Sawyer, Juliet, etc. took the boat and the new Losties follow and Caesar shoots at them with his gun. Okay, pause for one second. Um, Sun seemed to be doing a lot with Widmore. Could Mm -hmm. it be that Sun also knew about how to get back to the island and that she's on Mm -hmm. some kind of, yeah. She's there doing some stuff for Widmore. I think so. That would be interesting. But I see, think she ultimately does see, want to be reunited with Jen. Right. But yeah. Anyway. But And she'll do anything to get it. Okay. Moving right along. The plane looked pretty intact. Uh, yay for Frank and his landing skills. Too bad he missed the runway. There that we go. That kind of blows your runway. Yeah. Theory in the water. Um, is Helen really dead? Or did Winmore stage this so Locke wouldn't be sidetracked? 
Loved how Hurley just thought Locke was in his mind until the nurse confirmed his presence. And she has la la la. I love when he stood up and plugged his ears. And yes. Yeah, that was funny. That was cool. Okay, Locke's death. The whole time Ben was speaking to Locke, I thought he was going to pull out a gun or a knife and kill him right there. I guess um, that wasn't too far off from strangulation. Did anyone think that when Locke was up on the table with his arms up and Ben knelt down, it was like he was kneeling at someone's crucifixion? Absolutely, yes, I did. Did you really? I did. I did not catch that. Um, Ben versus Widmore. Just thinking about them makes my head spin. At this stage, I'm... Where am I? Erring on the side of okay, Widmore is the Thank more you. good guy. Yes. Um, in this whole thing, but who knows? Some good acting in this episode, especially by, see, Terry O'Quinn and Michael, Michael Emerson. Emerson. She did T-O-Q-N-L-M-E. Yeah, had I to, had to think for a we minute. We had to think about that one. <laughs> All right. Then in another thing here, we have uh, Faith asks about Caesar and Elena. She says, granted, we've only seen them a handful of moments, but how do you feel about them? I'm not getting the Nikki and Paulo vibe, thankfully, but uh, they don't feel quite right either. What's up with these two exactly? Did they know they were going to end up on the island? I think they did. I think they're supposed to not feel right. Right. I would agree with that statement. Okay. All right. And this one is from a blog uh, called uh, Joe Opinionated. And this is about Caesar. He says, obviously, he and Elena know each other. Did Widmore hire them to return to the island with Ben and the Oceanic Five minus Aaron? Uh, basically, there was almost, let's see, there is almost. Also. Oh, thank you. There is also mistrust between them. He and Elena know who Locke is. When he gave his name, they gave each other the infamous lost look. With Island Eyes of Special Secrets. Uh, he spe- Stephanie, finish this up Okay, for me. he went specifically looking for the drawer of Dharma Maps. He's either been there before or was well instructed. Given that he found the see, imaginary real and space-time diagram, he is also familiar with the island's time shifts, but is pretending to be out of the loop when talking with Locke. Is there any significance to the relationship between this new Caesar and Frank Lapidus and uh, Julius Caesar and Marcus Lapidus? If I'm not mistaken, Lapidus was one of Caesar's closest allies and second in command. Gotcha. Very interesting stuff. Then Ryan emailed in and says, hey, guys. I firmly believe that Christian Shepard was indeed one on purpose. Yeah, we talked about Chris King writing in last minute earlier in the episode. Okay. About the fact. Yeah, we we covered that one. Okay. All right. So I firmly believe that Christian Shepard was indeed on the island before Jack and the oceanic flight crashed there. I think Christian had to turn the frozen donkey wheel and he ended up back on the mainland. When we see him on the mainland in flashbacks, that is him trying to get his son and those people on that fateful oceanic flight. I could not agree more. Just like Locke, Christian had to die so that he could return to the island and become alive. Now it was his son's turn to do the same thing to Locke. I bet the last shot of the series will see Jack dead and a new team bringing Jack's body that to the island in awesome. future time. Maybe maybe a grown-up Aaron or son's kid. That would that would be cool. I like that. Give him give him the clip. All right, Ryan, this one is for you. It's an interesting theory. That's really good. All right, and then Courtney from over at the Fringe Podcast says, Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, I was listening to your review of 316 today. At the very beginning, you play a clip from Mrs. Hawk, Ms. Hawking's uh, let's see here. Explanation of the lamppost. I don't think anyone mentioned the whispers. I heard someone whispering while Miss Hawking was talking. Thoughts? Any other whispering I missed? I don't have a theory on it. I just wanted to point it out since I hadn't heard anyone else. Okay, so she's saying, or she, no, Courtney. Courtney is saying that last, uh, in 316, there was some whispering when Mrs. Haw- Ms. Hawking was doing some stuff here, right? So let's listen to this clip. All right, I apologize if this is confusing, but let's pay attention, yes? The room we're standing in was constructed years ago over a unique pocket of 
of electromagnetic energy. That energy connects to similar pockets all over the world. The people who built this room, however, were only interested in one. The island. Yes, the island. They'd gathered proof that it existed. They knew it was out there somewhere, but they just couldn't find it. Then a very clever fellow built this pendulum on the theoretical notion that they should stop looking for where the island was supposed to be and start looking for where it was going to be. What do you mean, where it was going to be? Well, this fellow presumed, and correctly as it turned out, that the island was always moving. Why do you think you were never rescued? Now, while the movements of the island seem random, this man and his team created a series of equations which tell us, with a high degree of probability, where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Windows, as it were, that while open, provide a route back. Unfortunately, these windows don't stay open for very long. Yours closes in 36 hours. I did not hear any whispers there. I hear the pendulum switching back right. and forth. The only thing I can say is that there were dramatic pauses from here and there, and our awesome friend Jeff, who puts these together for us, does condense them down, which I, I just want to say is totally awesome because it really does help us save on the time on on playing the clips right. in the show here. Um, I didn't hear any whispers, but but that was just me. But can I just, again, love the way she says pendulum? <laughs> yes. Very cool. All right. So last big note that I have here, Stephanie, is um, this is something that Chrissy posted back on February 13th, 2009. And, of course, those of you on the podcast listening to this, you will definitely want to uh, come and check this out. Now, I did not see this. Have you seen this Lost poster? I've this, never seen this poster. I've no. never seen this Not thing. until I just now clicked on it. And so I have no idea where it came from. And you but, notice um, Jen's not in here because that would have been a huge giveaway. Exactly. But it's one of those, you know, last year it was the it was the cast standing in the jungle. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. So, um, the, or maybe maybe last year was standing in the water and then the year before was the jungle. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But this is a season 5 casting. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a casting picture here. But anyway, this is what Chrissy says. Okay, I totally stole this from Doc Arts, uh, which is another blog. Uh, but I found this really interesting. In season five promo picture, Daniel is missing his left foot. Uh, so is this photoshopped out accidentally or could it mean something else? Like Daniel is who the statue is based on. Now, if you basically the the actual promo promo pic, it's kind of difficult to see it. Right. However, uh, they do a close up because it, it, they do have a high res version of this. And you can see very clearly that his foot is definitely... Miss, it yeah. is definitely missing there. Uh, so and it and it is his left foot, which of course it's the left foot showing the the thing. Although I can't imagine that just the left foot is the real big thing there, because I would assume that that statue prior to it just being a foot was actually it had a right foot also. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it's probably up at the temple. Yeah. And so, I mean, are we to assume by this that that Daniel only has four toes? This could be. We don't know yet. Mm. All right. Anyway, um, Nicole's Lost says in the forum, uh, I would have never noticed Faraday's foot in the picture. That's awesome. How weird. And then John wrote in the chat room, or in the chat room, in the forum, Juliet is missing her left toes. Uh, and lighting is irregular with all the different characters. I would chalk it up to bad Photoshop job. So anyway, I, I can understand the toes, but man, missing an entire foot. And being well, that the lost that, the lost fans are as big as fans as they are, right. you missing a foot, somebody's going to notice that, right? Yeah, you know. But I I agree with John. It's probably just bad Photoshop because I think that 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 tree that's fallen over is probably that placed there later. Like that wasn't there during the right, yeah, photo shoot. Right. So anyway, totally agree. All right, so uh, but it's a good theory. That's our that's our weekend explain. review. That is that is 
That is that all. That wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. I know, I know. I made it sound really bad, but it it was pretty cool stuff. Now, what we do have is a preview of what's coming up in next week's episode. Have you listened to it yet? I have not listened to it yet, so I don't know if there's any you know spoilers in it or not. There's usually nothing too bad. And you know what's funny is I usually end up forgetting what she said 10 minutes after she said it. So not, I know, a, I do too. not a big deal. But for those of you who don't like it, um, just real quickly, we'll we'll just run through some things and then we'll we'll let um, Bonnie from over at lost.about.com take us out. Just want to encourage you guys. Thank, thank you very much for being plus members. Those of you who are plus members and listening to this in the podcast, uh, for those of you who are in the uh, live shows on the weekends, and stuff, we would encourage you, please consider uh, going over to gspn.tv slash plus, read about what plus membership is, how to get these episodes delivered to you. And uh, if there's any kind of way we can cross-reference another show today, we really would love to encourage you to take a listen to um, two different shows, familyfromtheheart.com or fulltimemompodcast.com. Check out those shows. Let us know what you think over at feedback at gspn.tv. Also, if you want to call in and leave us your voicemail for the show, you can do so 24 hours a day, seven days a week over at area code 859-795-4067. And with that, until next time, Stephanie, stay Stay lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Le Fleur and will be on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Sawyer perpetuates a lie with some of the other island survivors in order to protect themselves from mistakes of the past. The photos for this episode show Sawyer and Juliet in what looks to be a Dharma station or maybe a house with a very pregnant new character whose name is Amy. There is also a doctor there whom Sawyer doesn't seem to agree with. So it looks like a baby is going to be born on the island, most likely in the past, before they started having problems. They don't know if we will, but I hope we'll learn more about the Oceanic Six and what they are doing now that they've returned to the island. For more information, read my Le Fleur guide and preview and check out the photo gallery. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for GSPN's weekly Lost podcast and Lost. About dot com.